Ladies and gentlemen, the following podcast is set for one episode. Your host from Columbus, Ohio, is Michael Kirk. Welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast. Hello and welcome to the Outlaw Mudcast, your digital audio dirt sheet for all things Super Show. Let me open up this week's episode talking about the next grand gathering. On the last episode of Talk of the Universe, SRG Universe announced that Grand Gathering 4 will be happening in 2024. This is three days of Super Show. Last couple of years when they've done it in person, the second one was online only. They essentially rent out like a hotel meeting room. People will usually stay in that hotel and then they play pretty much as long as they'll let us be in that meeting room. If they'll let us stay there till midnight, people will play till midnight, two or three in the morning. However long they'll let us hang out in the space, people will hang out in the space over that three-day span. We now know when that three-day span is going to be. It's going to be May 3rd, 4th, and 5th. The first weekend in May 2024 will be Grand Gathering 4. We know when it's going to happen, so... Any arrangements people who want to go to this need to make, that's the time you have to block off in your calendar, May 3rd, 4th, 5th, and then whatever additional travel time you need to get to and from where it's going to be. Where is it going to be? We don't know. They did not announce the city where this is going to happen. Now, and this is unconfirmed, I saw a post where somebody said they saw TJ Marconi asking about a location in Ohio for that time. So, it's possible that Grand Gathering 4 will take place in Ohio. So far, all of the in-person Grand Gatherings have. The first one was in Cincinnati. The third one was in Cleveland. The second one, before it went online because of COVID, was scheduled to be in Louisville, Kentucky. Now, I don't see that happening here because, from what I've been told, this weekend is the same weekend as the Kentucky Derby, so Louisville would not be a good place to stay in. Ohio makes sense. It's kind of centrally located regarding all the playgroups. That's why they've done it there in the past. I would not be shocked if they did it there again. Will it be in Cleveland again? Will we go back to Cincinnati? Maybe they'll put it in Columbus this time. And it might not be in Ohio at all. It's entirely possible that that information is incorrect because I have it from one source and it's a, I saw somebody else, blah, blah, blah. That's unconfirmed. It makes a lot of sense, but it's unconfirmed. The only thing that is confirmed, Grand Gathering 4, May 3rd through May 5th. I'm planning on being there. I've already requested time off my real job. We'll see what happens. But I plan to be there and report on what happens over that three-day weekend. Next, let's talk about championship news. We've had some announcements regarding the LFF World Heavyweight Championship and the LFF Underworld Championship. I'll start with the big prize, the LFF World Heavyweight Championship. The current champion is Brian Wait For It Schmidt. He is the champion with the Witch's Apprentice. His next contender is going to be the winner 
of the PAX Unplugged 2023 World Championship Tournament, the Italian Bombada. The Italian Bombada won that tournament with the Witch's Apprentice. Normally, you cannot challenge for the championship with the same competitor that the champion is using. Will they break that and will it be a Witch's Apprentice versus Witch's Apprentice match to see who is the best Witch's Apprentice player and worthy of being the LFF World Heavyweight Champion? Will they make Bombada switch to another competitor? We don't know. What we do know is that is the next matchup. It will happen sometime this month. The winner of that match, whether it's and still Brian Waitford Schmidt or and new Chris Pagillo, will face Everett Stevens at the next Rumble at the Rumble at Highlander Games in Boonton, New Jersey. Everett Stevens is getting this shot at the belt because the star maker won the Grand Battle match at Grand Gathering 3. He's been waiting months. I think it'll be almost 10 months until he gets the shot, but he will finally get the shot for winning that. He was pushing to get his shot at the next Grand Gathering, but they decided, no, you're going to get it at Rumble at the Rumble. Rumble at the Rumble, create a competitor tournament happening January. And I'm going to need to check on this because it says on Highlander Games' website, it's Saturday, January 28th. January 28th is a Sunday. So I don't know if it's supposed to be Sunday the 28th or Saturday the 27th. I'll have to post about that and find out why. Plenty of time, though. But it's that weekend, the same weekend from what I understand as WWE's Royal Rumble. They're asking $30 to attend and to participate in the tournament. Tickets are currently on sale right now. HighlanderGamesNJ.com is the website. I typed in Rumble in the search area. It popped up SRG Rumble the Rumble. Clicked that, took me right to it. If you want to go to that $30, I will reach out to them and find out what is the correct date and time. They're saying 11 a.m. for the start time, Eastern. But I'll reach out and find out what's the correct date. I'm suspecting it's Sunday. I think the last one they did was a Sunday. But I'll find out. That's the news, though, about the World Heavyweight Championship. Chris Bajilla will face the champion Brian Waitfort Schmidt sometime this month, I think in the next couple of weeks, probably on Sunday Night Fights. And then Everett Stevens, the star maker, will get his shot late January at Rumble at the Rumble. The other belt I have news about as far as upcoming championship shots is the LFF Underworld Championship. The current champion is the big guy. The general manager for that division Robert the Brand Dunn has announced that his next defense will be in something called a Four Corners of Chaos match. We don't know anything about the rules for this match. It sounds like it's going to be a variation of a Four Corners match. That's not a current stipulation in Super Show the Game. I have seen people experiment with trying to create that type of stipulation. And let me say that to any new players that are listening or even existing players. One of the great things in this game is that you can homebrew your own stipulations. And sometimes those make it into the game. The Claim the Throne stipulation started out as a ladder match created by King Show Wrestling, created by the Three Kings down in Russellville, Kentucky. 
the Three Kings, of course, Hall of Famers in Super Show the Game. The sketchy backyard ring stipulation, which was just featured on the last episode of Sunday Night Fights, was created by Jacob Denmark, formerly the Mad Custodian, currently the Happy Custodian. So never be afraid in this game to try to experiment and create something new. It might catch on, it might be a big hit, who knows. But we have the freedom in this game to do that. Bob the Brain Dunn is using that freedom to create a Four Corners of Chaos match where the big guy is going to have to defend the LFF Underworld Championship against three former LFF Underworld Champions. Shane Strickland, Peppy Pepper, and two-time Underworld Champion Kirk Polka. It's always hard to win in multiplayer matches to successfully retain a championship. When Kirk Polka was defeated for the first time as Underworld Championship, it was in a multiplayer match. In that case, it was a six-person birdcage match. But that's what Big Guy is going to have to face. He's going to have to defend sometime in January. There will be no more Underworld Championship matches this month. Probably in January, date and time has not been announced. We will see the Four Corners match featuring Kirk Polka, Shane Strickland, Pappy Pepper, and current LFF Underworld Champion, The Big Guy. The last bit of news I have about upcoming championship matches, also involving Rumble at the Rumble, is that the current LFF Intergalactic Champion, who won the championship last weekend at PAX Unplugged, Fautista will defend his belt at Rumble at the Rumble. No idea who the next challenger is going to be. No idea if there's going to be any stipulation. No idea if he's going to be able to defend with the competitor he used, his own competitor, the second version of Fautista. Hopefully we'll get that out. All we know, per him, per a post Fautista made, he's defending next at Rumble at the Rumble. Highlander Games, Boonton, New Jersey. That's what I have for you about upcoming championship matches. We did have one championship match this week outside of what's going to happen at Sunday Night Fights. A little bit of a peek behind the curtain. I'm recording the bulk of the show before Sunday Night Fights, and then Sunday Night Fights will be added to the end of the show. That's just the way it works out best, timing-wise, to get the show out on Sunday night. We had one championship match for the Deep South Championship. The challenger, Brimelight of the Mission, playing as Officer Breezes. The champion, Harvey Luster, playing as Anastasia Morningstar in a very short match. Going from memory, what happened in the match was Harvey Luster wins his turn, plays a lead submission. Brimelight hits the arm and collar tie-up. Stops it, gets a lead in play. Next turn roll, Brimelight wins, plays a follow-up submission, Lariat Knot. Harvey Luster stops it with a falling power slam. Now he has a grapple follow-up in play. Next turn roll, Harvey Luster wins, plays a sharpshooter, a finished submission. Brimelight doesn't stop it. Harvey Luster rolls a 9 for the finish roll. Brimelight rolls, I believe, 5-6-6. Six, six. Harvey Lester is still the Deep South champion. Congratulations to him. 
Unfortunately, just a very short match. Everything just broke that way. That happens sometimes. That's why Super Show is the most unpredictable card game in the world. That's what I have for you about championship news. Other things. Project Spider, which is the, from what we learned from Steve Resk a few weeks ago, an app to track match results that Super Show the Game is working on. That is going to be addressed by General Manager John Calais at a future State of the LFF address. This is usually something he goes on twitch.tv slash srguniverse and talks about things in Super Show the Game. We don't know when that will be. I suspect that will be before the end of the year. Nothing official, though. I'll report on it when I have more. And then, SRG Universe is currently conducting their annual Fill the Van campaign. This is where people will donate money to them. They use that money to buy toys, put a bunch of toys in a van, take it to various charity toy drop-offs, and usually there is some sort of product you receive with your Fill the Van donation. Currently on SuperShowTheGame.com, go to the search bar on the front page. I just type in the word Fill, F-I-L-L. It brings up six items. The last item is the Fill the Van entry. You basically would give in quantities of $1. So if you wanted to give 10 you'd change the quantity and then add to cart or add to cart and change the quantity once it's in the cart. So if you want to donate $10, you'd change the quantity to 10 and add it to your cart. Currently on the website, if you make a $15 donation, you'll get a random competitor, promo card and foil. A $25 donation lists the same thing. A $75 donation lists the same thing, plus a foil competitor and an autographed card or choice of foil card in stock. The wording's not great on this. For a donation of $100 or more, it's everything, but it's an autographed card and foil instead of or foil. That's the way I'm reading this. There may also be a drawing associated with this later on. In addition to this fill the van campaign they're doing for the Christmas season, they're going to be putting out Christmas-themed competitors. I don't know if those are going to tie in to the Fill the Van campaign or not. Here's what I can tell you. They've announced there's going to be an exclusive, limited-time, brand-new Christmas competitor. Past competitors have been Santa's Little Helper, Krampus, and Sugar Plum. Don't know what this year's is going to be. We're about a third of the way through the month, so... I would expect these to come out pretty soon. There's not a lot of time left between now and the end of the month. Even less between now and Christmas. It's just over two weeks until Christmas. They've also announced alternate art Christmas-themed competitors for El Super Hombre, The Big Shot, Sage the Wiccan Witch, and Chamomile Tea. Again, no word on when those are coming out. But they're supposed to be out, I would say, sooner rather than later. So be on the lookout for those because who knows how many they've made and how quickly they'll sell out. So if you want to get your hands on one of those, I would watch 
supershowthegame.com. Watch the SRG Super Show discussion group on Facebook for when they post that those have gone live. Speaking of products from supershowthegame.com, last week I talked about the playmats that released at PAX Unplugged. Those playmats have been added to supershowthegame.com. If you go to the new item section, they're toward the bottom of the first page. They're labeled as large playmats. You have the option to pick from three different styles. All three are $40 each. They are two versions with play areas, meaning a spot for leads, follow-ups, finishes, your entrance, your competitor, your discard pile, and the like, and one without. One of the one with the play areas features art with El Super Ombre and Snake Pit. The other one features sticks, stairs, and shares art. The one playmat without play areas just features the sticks, stairs, and shares art. Those are currently on sale, supershowthegame.com, $40 each. Also, something I noticed when I was going through my old school packs, the brand new ones that I picked up at PAX Unplugged last week, the card pool for those packs is much smaller than I initially thought it would be. For Wave 1 of the old school packs, there were six brand new parody competitors. There were six revamped older competitors, competitors that were in the game, but they had new gimmicks, new finishers, same logos, so you could mix and match the finishers between the two competitors. They also had 12 cards for each spot in a 1 through 27 deck. Six of those cards were brand new to the old school packs. Six of those cards had already been in the game. I was under the impression that Wave 2 would repeat that. We'd have six cards in each slot that were the original cards from Wave 1, the ones that debuted in Wave 1. And we would have six brand new cards for Wave 2. That's not the case. We only have three brand new cards in Wave 2 at each spot in 1 through 27. And only three of the cards from Wave 1 that were brand new. So the card pool went from 12 in the original old school packs down to 6. That was a surprise to me. I did not see that coming. I wish I would have realized that when Steve Resk and Griff Briggs were taking questions on the last episode of Talk of the Universe because I would have asked that. I don't know why they made the decision to decrease the card pool so much between Wave 1 and Wave 2. I don't know if the pool will go back up for Wave 3 if they end up doing a Wave 3 or if it will stay around this size. We'll have to see. But that was something I noticed going through the old school packs. The card pool for each spot at 1 through 27 is half of what it was in Wave 1. Make of that what you will. Upcoming tournaments. I already talked about Rumble at the Rumble. Before we get to the January, there's one big online tournament I want to talk about. That is Cheetah Cup 3 Cheetah's Birthday Bash Creative Competitor Tournament. This is taking place next Sunday, December 17th. They're looking to start at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. 
$10 entry fee. Double elimination event should conclude on Sunday, should conclude on the 17th. Every match will be one fall to finish. You'll be using dark match stipulation rules and undisputed stipulation rules. Dark match is the discard pile is not public knowledge. You can't ask to see what's in your opponent's discard pile. And all spotlight cards are blank. Now, quick caveat to the dark match rules involving the discard pile. If an opponent plays a card that requires them to add a certain type of card from discard pile to hand or shuffle back a certain type of card, they must show it to you. So, for example, if they play Drawn Dimes, the non-skill requirement version, where they add a finished card from their discard pile to their hand, they must show you that it's a finished card. If they play a card that says Shuffle One Strike from your discard pile back into your deck, they have to show you it's a strike before they shuffle it. But if they play a card like 360 Lariats, Flip one card, take two cards from your discard pile, shuffle them into your deck, draw two cards. They don't have to show you what they flipped. They don't have to show you what they shuffled back. But if it specifies, add a certain type of card, specifies a move type or a card type, they must show you that they picked up that move type or that card type. That's dark match rules. Undisputed rules. If one player loses, three turn rolls in a row, and bumps don't break this up, they win the next turn roll automatically. That's undisputed rules. There will be diversity in this event, meaning if two players are playing the same competitor, or more than two. The brackets will be set up so that all of those people will be eliminated before the finals. They will be paired up so that only one person playing that competitor will make the finals, at most. You won't have two people playing the same competitor get to the finals of this tournament. And then there is a huge ban list. I'm not going to read it off. That's how big it is, and we may see more added to it. The ban list, though, if you want to see it, supershowthegame.com. You can look at the new section. It's listed in the new section, and it's listed in the online event section. Check that out. Make sure you're not on the ban list. Reach out to Cheetah as well. Reach out to Ian Chambers and check, because the ban list is all about him. You may enter a competitor, and if he decides he doesn't like that competitor, he may tell you you can't play it. He wants to know what the competitors are by midnight on December 16th. I should probably say 11.59 p.m. on December 16th, right before the start of December 17th. That's the deadline he's requesting to submit what competitor you're going to use in this tournament. If you win the tournament and you do not have a competitor in Super Show the Game, you get to create one. If you win it and you do, you have to give that competitor to someone else to let them create one in Super Show the Game. Those are the conditions for this tournament starting December 17th, next Sunday, 11 a.m. Eastern Time, $10 entry fee. The other big tournament I'll talk about is the other 
Rated Competitor Tournament in January, Saturday, January 27th, Sunshine, SmackDown, House Rules Games, Kissimmee, Florida. $35 entry fee for this tournament. There will be promo cards for being in this tournament. It has a much shorter booked list. Snake Pit and the Grump are booked. There will be four to five Swiss rounds in this tournament, depending on the number of players, and then a top cut. There will be random stipulations in the top cut from the following pool. Steel Cage, Ring of Fire, Liger's Den, TLC, and Main Event. They're also organizing a trip to Disney World on Friday, so if you're going to go to this, reach out to Bob Dunn or Dom Buchter to let them know you're interested in that. They can get you where you need to go. You can go to HouseRulesGaming.com and you can purchase your ticket for $35 on their website. Those are the two big creative competitor tournaments coming up. Let's talk about the online tournaments and local tournaments from this past week. I already talked about the Monday Night Fights tournament on Monday's show, so I'm just going to talk about Thursday Night Fights here. They had 18 players in Thursday Night Fights, started off with group stages. They had four groups, two groups of five players, two groups of four players. Each person played the others in their group. Top two records per group went on to the top cut, which gives us a top cut of eight. In the quarterfinal round, all of the matches were New York Rules matches. In the semifinal round, they were all steel cage matches. In the finals, they used the Ring of Fire stipulation. Your top four were, and I'm not sure if they were tied for top four or if they played a third place match. Because what I saw listed was Alec Ventresca as Kenny Omega in fourth and Christopher Andrews as the Hornet in third. But I don't see a listing on the challenge for a third place match. The finalists were Ken Fouché as his own creation, the Grim Librarian, and the Meeple, Craig Brett, as Najamai, with the winner, the Meeple, Craig Brett. Congratulations to the Meeple for winning Thursday Night Fights. The one locals report I have is for a five-player round-robin tournament from Misos Game Room and Collectibles in Louisville, Kentucky. Your top three from that tournament are someone who I'm not familiar with at third place, AKW Root Beer Guy, who was playing as Citizen X. Second place, your Deep South champion, Harvey Luster, playing as Gia de los Muertos. And, coming to Super Show the Game soon, Mr. A. Wonderful, playing as Sammy the Draw Callahan, took the victory in this tournament. Congratulations to him for winning Yamiso's Steel Chain Punch Tournament. This brings us to Sunday Night Fights. There was only one match on the card for Sunday Night Fights. A defense of the American Interstellar Hardercore 23-7 Championship. The challenger, Trey Cantrell, playing as Ariel Lipstick, who won last Thursday's qualifier tournament, contender tournament, that was the Thursday night before PAX Unplugged. 
he takes on champion Matt Barone, Matt Barone the champion with Overdog. In a very short match where we only see two cards played in the match. The first card played by Matt Barone when he won the first turn was a card I wasn't familiar with and I had to look up. The card he played was a follow-up grapple at number 23, Ace Crusher. Ace Crusher says, if this is the first turn of the game, or if the crowd meter is one or greater, this card is also a lead. Your opponent cannot move this card from in play. I believe that's the text. I'm just going from memory. I was not familiar with this card at all. I had to look it up. There's a strike version at 22, Atomic Knee Smash, and a submission version at number 24, Vicious Triple Suplex. I was familiar with that card because of Long Balls Larry. One of his finishers has an effect if there's a card with single, a card with double, and a card with triple in the name in play from the Long Balls Larry player. This is one of the triple cards he could have in play. The wording on the version I have is different than the wording on the website. The wording on the version I have says if the crowd meter is three or greater. So it looks like since the original printing of Vicious Triple Suplex, they've gone back and improved the wording on it and on the new versions of that. Atomic Knee Smash at 22, Ace Crusher 23. Anyway, back to the match. Matt Barone plays and hits that card. After that, when either player wins a turn roll, and both players were winning turn rolls, they passed until Matt Barone wins a turn roll and plays the skill requirement finish at number 29, Thunder Driver. He's running generic finishes. That hits. He rolls his 10. Trey Cantrell rolls 7, 8, 9. And so, with only two cards played, Matt Barone successfully defends the American Interstellar Harder Core 23-7 Championship. Congratulations to Matt Barone for a successful defense. As far as upcoming tournaments for this week, outside of what I've already said about Cheetah Cup 3, there's nothing listed for this week on Supershowthegame.com. But look for a Monday night tournament. Look for a Thursday night tournament. Dojo, Tuesday night. There will be Sunday night fights next week, but that will be the last one for 2023, which means we'll have Sunday night fights next week, two weeks off, and then presumably the next one will be the second weekend of January 2024. With that being said, that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Outlaw Mudcast. I would like to thank all of you for listening, and a good day.